Uh-huh, I sure will. Uh, good morning, everybody. You are listening to The Voice. Uh-oh, come on. Dig me now. One and only Steve Harvey. Man, got a radio show. <laughs> boy, oh boy, oh boy. I can't even tell you, man. Um, I've been doing some thinking, and um, and one of the things that I wanted to uh, mention today to you as one of the uh, principles of success being grateful at all times is difficult to do. Being grateful at all times is very difficult to do. I, I, I find that to be true with myself. Now, there are others that might be able to do it, but just, just from talking and listening and, 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 and living and learning, being grateful at all times is difficult to do. But it's necessary because it's 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 such an act of faith in knowing that no matter what's going on, it's going to be all right. And it's hard to see that when things are not going in your favor, when things have turned so dramatically the other way. And it seems as though you're the only one in the situation where you're involved with other people or someone got an accusation against you falsely or somebody trying to do something to you unjustifiably, whatever the case may be, when it's happening to you, it does appear to you that, oh my goodness, man, this is horribly one-sided. So it is difficult. It is hard to do, to be grateful at all times, but it's so necessary. And I, I just, I just want to point out a couple of things to you. First of all, 
The difficulty in being grateful in hard times is that, number one, the, the present circumstances oftentimes is just so pressing and so overwhelming that a lot of your energy is devoted to trying to come up with the solution for that or trying to muster the strength to weather the storm or trying to just brace yourself to try to get through it. And in doing that, you don't, you, it's hard to be grateful. It's hard to be grateful in pain. And I know it is. But, but here is the trick for me. This is what I've had to learn how to do. And I, I, I guess it takes practice to get here. It's not nothing you just start doing right away. You got to practice it in small increments to really get it. What I've always had to say to myself and what I've learned to say to myself is, this is happening to me because God is working me through something. This is happening to me because it's some form of test that I have to pass in order to graduate to the next grade, in in order to be allowed to move to the next level. This is happening to me because there's something I need to purge my life of, my body of, my spirit of. Something's purging in me. And when you purge something, it's, it's painful. You know, it's like a person getting off drugs. The withdrawal is agonizing, I've, I've been told. And every documentary I've ever watched, it, it's an agonizing process to go cold turkey, to withdraw, to pull away after you've been doing something so long. And so I know that this process is tough when you're going through some pain, but when you're purging your system, when you're when you when you're having to pass a test, when you're about to make, when when you're being made ready for the next level, that moment right in there, in realizing that that's what's happening, that's where you find the gratitude. That's where I found the gratitude. I hope I'm explaining this correctly. I'm gonna keep trying until I get it, but that's where you find the gratitude. The, the second part of it is, is that God has never left me. In all the things I've done, in all the mistakes I've made, all the lies I've told, all the situations I've gotten myself into from being greedy and wanting too much for me at the expense sometimes of other people, not doing it deliberately or in a vindictive way because I've never had that spirit. I'm not a vindictive or a mean person. But sometimes in my life, in wanting to do what I wanted to do, I didn't totally weigh out the cause and effect of the other person. I mean, can I just be real with you with that? I mean, how many times we done all done that? Look, it it don't make you a bad person. You know, uh, good people do bad things all the time. I just happen to have come to the realization that unknowingly and 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 not and not uh with malice intent towards a person i've I've heard people looking at something I wanted to do without really looking at what the cause and effect would be on the other person. so in doing some of these things, I've created situations for myself, but God through his grace and mercy, has allowed me to even get beyond that. 
So when I'm saying that God has never left me, in spite of myself, he's always gotten me through. So that's the other part of it too, see, that no matter what you're going through, you've got to understand that God has always gotten you through it. Now, hasn't it? Now, it may not be the way you wanted or the way you liked, but guess what? You, you can't do wrong and not pay for that now. That, that's not how this works. That's never going to be the case. But the great thing about God is he fires warning shots at us all the time. He gives us an opportunity to stop. You know, he don't fully punish us right away every time we do something wrong, now does he? You know, eventually you're going to get caught doing whatever it is you're doing. You do understand that, don't you? But the first time, that close call, that was a warning shot for you to stop. Look, I know you're not perfect. I know we all sinners down here. So I know you're going to make mistakes one time. I know you was looking at her when you wasn't supposed to. I know you said something to him when you wasn't supposed to. I know you got with her when you know you wasn't supposed to. And I know you got with him when you know you wasn't supposed to. So I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to fire a warning shot. And maybe you'll slow your roll this time. But we keep on, though. See, 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 that's what happens. See, we just keep on. And then the next thing you know, we get caught. Now, oh, Lord, have mercy. I want out of this. Yeah, well, see, you done dug this hole pretty deep. And he going to get you out. But there's some things that's got to go down now because you didn't pay attention to the warning shot. See, had you stopped the first time you felt bad about it and said you wasn't going to do it no more, the situation wouldn't be as critical. But because we don't stop and we go again, but God always forgives he always allows us to get back up again. He always gives us mercy. He always gives us his grace. He always does that. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, this is the Steve Harvey Morning Show. I'm your Steve, that there junior, this here Tommy. Hmm. The other two people I'm about to announce are the keepers. I call them the gatekeepers that try to keep the talent uh, in a cage. That's what they do. Our job is to break out the cage every damn show. We coming out today. Go, go, go. Come on. Ladies and gentlemen, Shirley Strawberry. Good morning, Steve. Hello. And Carla Pharrell. Good morning, crew. What's up? What's going on, Steve Harvey? Ain't nothing, you know. I'm just up in here, you know, yeah. just being about it, you know. <laughs> being just about being it. about it. About that life, you just. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nephew, how's it going? It's going, baby. I'm up uh-huh. in here, you know, because it's uh, it's um, uh, it's hump day, you know. Why are you talking it. like the man? I don't know. You know the rules pretty, pretty tiny. <laughs> I don't know why I felt that this morning. <laughs> That's still one of my all-time favorite movies. Come on, the girl. Mac. The Mac. The Mac. Okay. Yes, Junior. Oh. What's good? What's good? Uh-huh. Ain't no tubes in me. Mm. <laughs> I'm blessed. I'm here. That's right. Mm-hmm. How, long, how long was you in the hospital, Junior? About, about 48 hours. Ooh. Uh, Tommy, we didn't mention that he was in the hospital. God, dog, I'm sorry. <laughs> God, dog, I'm sorry, He's y'all. His business. I'm, I'm, oh, his business. My bad. I'm. But he I'm answered sorry, you Junior. though, so. Yeah. You you cool with? What, what else I was at? <laughs> All my vacation time just for the hospital. 
You don't have no trip right. time available. Yeah. All my days are just for hospitals. That's I, why yeah. you didn't go to Vegas with Steve. <laughs> to the fight, huh? Sure, if I was healthy, I'd been right there. Yes, to the fight. <laughs> I didn't like want to call you, Junior, because I done took you to the last fight. I know you did, man. You didn't want to rub it in, huh, Steve? No. Yeah, I didn't want yeah. to be yeah, nah, man. <laughs> what, hey. what did you say Steve's bedside manner is like, Junior? Oh, I'm so glad he didn't call me this time. <laughs> He's terrible. Oh, he get He's on the phone. He has no chill. At all. No. He can't take it. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. I said, what's happening, Unc? Oh, damn. Uh, God bless. <laughs> hey, hang up. Hang up. <laughs> he don't know what to say when you I was know. sick in the hospital. No. Well, he, he answered me. the phone like this. What? Oh. oh. Well, he's in pain, Steve. <laughs> hey, Unc. I'm a, I'm out. Oh, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah, he's in some pain. Yeah, he's let me get off pain. this shaky-ass pain right here. So I just sent him some text this time. You, did. you didn't even call Steve. No, he didn't no. text me. I just texted him. That's no, crazy. You know. But you know what he said, Shirley, why he does that? He said, I can't die on him, and his number be the last number. Oh, yeah. He always worried about <laughs> No, I'm not going to be involved in this investigation. No. <laughs> Not gonna do it because that's the first thing they do. They get the victim's phone. Who the last person he talked to? Murdered you. I don't give a damn what it is. You are stupid. Victim. I'm not finna sit up in here and be on forensic files at 48 hours. All right, listen, coming up at 32 minutes after the hour, uh, inside something funny, Sister Odell will be in the building Uh right after this. Yeah. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, guys, we know it's hump day, and uh, it is time now for something funny. You hear her. She's here Mm -hmm. already. Already. Sister Odell in the building. Back over. Uh-huh. She be singing, don't she? She's into it. (laughs) Her soul. Ooh, Ooh, that got heavy. That's it. What it is? It's spirit. It is nice. Lord, my Lord. Good morning, mornings, everyone. Good morning, Sister Odell. Brutiful, brutiful, brutiful. Hi, Junior. Morning, Sister Odell. How you doing? Excuse me. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to speak to you first. Take it off the records. I'm sorry. Good morning, Carly. Hey, Sister Odell. I was wondering, how are you? I just, you know, girl, I lost my mind. I always speak to my... Children's in the order of favoritism, you know? Yes, I know mm. I'm your favorite. You're my favorite. Always too. has been. Now, mm-hmm. hi, Junior boy. Morning, Sister Odell. Just glad to be at the top. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Top is Carla, sweetie. Ooh. And don't you forget it, Junior. Yes, ma'am. Next time. Hi, boy. Yeah, I'm third. Okay. Been knowing me the longest. Hey, Sister Odell. Well, good morning, Shirley. Ranking. <laughs> <laughs> extremely comfortable with the good morning, Sister Odell. How well, are might you? as well be. <laughs> you know, in the words of a rapper right. juvenile, it is what it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> You'll be. <laughs> well, I just wanted to say to you, Sister Odell, happy Black History Month. Yes, this it's been a whew. week. Yeah, Girl, it week. has been a strong month for me. Just 
just Damn. been crying and remembering and what have you giving speeches and all kinds of stuff, you know, just everywhere. You know, I know everybody, so, you oh, know, no. they calls me in on all the verified facts and mm-hmm. Did- unknown black history moments and things like that. Really? What was your last speech? Where were you? Yeah. Uh, I was at a HBCU. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what happened? What'd you do? Um, H- Hupka College. Who? It's just, it's just Hupka College. Historically black. Black. Is HBC HBCU? <laughs> so is a Hupka College. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Right. Just right. speaking down right. there. I ain't never heard, but that'll work then. Yes, Lord. Okay. What, what were you speaking on? What was your just like, history? Everything you can ask me anything you want. I know things about Black history. Girl, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. In the movie, she gonna she just had a carry one. Oh, what uh-huh. she thought I was rolling with? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I made wow. thirty-two trips back down south with Harry. Mm. Oh, so they left you out of the out movie. Of the movie. Oh, That's man. what you're. Upset well, that ain't about. bother me because I know that, but they wasn't gonna understand. But I told them I was there and I knew everything. Mm-hmm. I knew mm-hmm. things they didn't know. So, mm-hmm. well, what's mm-hmm. something about Harriet uh, that we didn't know besides the fact that she had two guns? What else? Two guns. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh, every time they stopped to pray, she put a gun to the head, made them keep rolling. <laughs> Just roll out. We can pray while we're running. <laughs> Where are my keys? I got a question. What? What, boy? Now, did you oh, did you know you knew Miss Harriet? Did you know uh, Miss Miss Madam C J Walker? Did you know her? Oh yeah, she's like mm-hmm. millionaire. What? Mm-hmm. Stingy. <laughs> what? She, she was. Stingy. She didn't want to share. Well, all she, she had, had to do was give her. us some money for a mule and a buckboard. We could have got on there a lot quicker. <laughs> A la- whole lot quicker. <laughs> I said, well, damn, CJ, you just, it ain't a buckboard and a wagon. That's all it is. Madam CJ. That's that that what you call her what you want to. <laughs> you just call her CJ? She CJ, her- what is I'm going to call her Madam for? But that was her name. I call her CJ because we oh. was close. Oh, okay. Did she ever do your hair? Did she ever do your yeah, hair? No, nah, she didn't do my. I wore a rag all the time. Me and Harriet, we wore rags. <laughs> Y'all didn't work. Me, me and Harriet was it. Now, here's a, here's a black history moment she didn't know. Me and Harriet invented Glover's Mane and Sulfur 8. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got. Yeah, we didn't know that. We definitely didn't know that one. Wow. Uh, <laughs> the stuff uh, you learn on this show. Oh, mm-hmm. We was the P Funk sisters. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, the P- okay. Make my funk the P Funk. <laughs> I wants to get funked up. Uh-huh. I want the bomb. I want the P Funk. <laughs> I want my funk stepped on. Whoa, make my. <laughs> Did you know George Clinton? Did you know him? Yeah, I knew. I knew George Clinton. I knew his mm. daddy too. What mm. was his dad? Oh, what was his name? Bo Bobus Bobus Clinton. <laughs> Bobus. How'd you How'd you meet him? Sister? He was. He used to do weekend parties in the slave quarter. Okay, <laughs> He He wore a diaper then. Uh, oh, did he now? Mm-hmm. Weekend parties in the slave quarters. Weekend parties. We had drums, and uh, he killed a, he killed a slave owner one time and took his violin. Mm-hmm. 
And the rest is history. And the rest here was Parliament Funkadelic was born. I hate to interrupt you, Sister Odell, but you know we got to get out of here. Um, it's time for it. It's always you that brings the bad news. Yes, ma'am. That's man. why you're fourth in the line. Uh, <laughs> your ranking. It's going to be hard for you to move up. <laughs> well, can you can you tell us what's coming up next, please? Well, coming up, Tommy finna play the same prank he played last yesterday because he, he, he lazy and he don't want to do, do the work to do them every day. So we got to do the one from the day before, but they good, though. Yes, they like good. They is good. And sometimes I like that he repeats them because I misses the other one because uh-huh. I'll be in the workout class. I was doing water aerobics now. Really? Oh, really? Okay. Uh-huh. Well, that's coming up, Sister Odell, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour in national news, the 2020 Tokyo Olympics could be canceled due to the coronavirus. Yeah, yeah. Ain't, ain't nobody going over there, Tokyo. <laughs> Plus, uh, Who wants to go to Tokyo? Who wants to run around a track with a mask on? Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> Plus, uh, Sister Odell in entertainment news, Jesse Smollett pleads not guilty to restored charges in Chicago. Girl, we'll his about... ass is so much trouble. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about all these stories at the top of the hour, but right now, Sister Odell, I'm going to hand it over to you. Go Damn, ahead. Jesse talking about some white men. Put a noose around his neck and he dropped his sandwich. Then he gonna walk home with the thing on his neck and, and found his sandwich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you introduce Tommy for us, ladies and gentlemen? The king of the pranks, mm. and uh, and he the one here's the same one you heard yesterday. <laughs> well, Sister Odell, I think you're gonna like this one. Uh, this uh-huh. one is called "We Need You to Be a Slave." We need you to be a slave. Girl, I heard that yesterday. I laughed so hard. <laughs> did you now? Cause that girl cussed you out just like you should have got cussed out. <laughs> 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 Okay, cat, let's go. <laughs> Hello? Hello, I'm trying to reach a uh, Miss Glenda, please. This is she speaking. Uh, Miss Glenda, this is Gary. Gary, I'm with the um, Black History of Okay. You, uh, you you participated last year in the in the Black History Parade, am I right? Yes, I sure did. Uh, okay, I got your name from one of the members on the committee, and we're trying to see if you can actually be of some help for this year's Black History uh, for this month. I sure would. Be glad to help. Okay. Listen, um, we're having an auction tomorrow and wanted to see if you could uh, actually maybe build some help with the auction that we actually have going on tomorrow. Yes. Do I need to donate anything or well, no, is that what uh, you need? No, we're not really trying to get some a donation from you this time. We're trying to see if you have some time tomorrow to come out and actually help out with the actual auction. Okay. What time tomorrow? Uh, probably like about 9 o'clock in the morning. I can do that. Okay. Now, we're asking that you wear something that you'll be comfortable in all day tomorrow if possible, okay? Okay. Pretty much an all-day event that we're trying to get you to do. Okay. I could be there around 9, but I'm going to have to leave about 4. Well, we'll I'll tell you what. We'll see what we can, well, how we can work it out, but we, we definitely want you to come and be a part of what we're doing. So what is it that you really need me to do? Um, well, actually, you know, we, we, we got a lot of people doing different things at the... Uh, you know, at the auction, you know, so we just want you to come out and be of some help uh, with everything that's going on. Okay. Well, I want to be prepared. So what exactly do I need to do? Work the concession stand, something like that? No, really what we had is actually you being a part of the auction. Being a part 
of the auction, such as? Well, what we're doing tomorrow is we have already we already have 50 people who are signed up, and you would be you know uh, one of those people that are, that are that are signed up to do the actual. Uh, what it is, is is we're having slaves for a day, and what we're going to be doing is auctioning you off, and somebody's going to buy you tomorrow, and you'll be their slave, slave for the day. Slaves. Uh-huh. Yeah, you'll be their slave for the day. That's what the, that's what we've decided to do with the Black History. We've decided. I didn't mean. I. I don't. I want to participate, but being a slave, no. Okay, but see, what you, but, but you, I want you to understand that this is a worthy cause, though. You know, I'm we want. I'm saying it's a worthy cause, but I'm not gonna be no slave. Well, well, you. I mean, you don't have to call it a slave. I mean, a, a servant. You know, a, a butler. You know what I mean? Whatever you want to call it. I'm just saying. Same but, damn thing. No, I ain't gonna be no. Okay, okay, ma'am, ma'am, Miss Glenda, what I'm trying to explain to you is this is a worthy call for the black history, and we're trying to get you to be there. Somebody may buy you for $500 tomorrow. No, I'm not going to do it. Okay, are, 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 you, are, you, are you turning us down for a worthy cause, Miss Glenda? Yes, I am turning your down. Don't call me with that kind of no more. I mean, I don't understand what, what the problem is. Uh, uh, you know, sometimes we got to repeat history so we don't go back to the history. Sometimes we got to do it again so we don't go back to it. You understand? But here it is, it seems like you you acting like a, a, a house Negro or, or something. Like you too uppity a or something. A house Negro. A house Negro. Who's the chairman of, of this? Excuse me? The chairman. Last time I spoke with Mr. Wilson and we didn't have no like this. Okay, and I understand that, but what I'm trying to explain to you is this is something that... I don't want do- you to explain a thing to me. Do not call me with this kind of again. Are you going to show up tomorrow so we can sell you? Do you understand me? Are you going to show up tomorrow so we can sell you? We already have... You're not going to sell me. We sell have you listed to be sold tomorrow. Sell your We've got you listed to be sold tomorrow, ma'am. Can we please I'm make sure... I'm not going to be sold. And you. Do not call here again. Hey, listen, if you don't show up tomorrow, then we will come to your house and sell you there. Come to my house? We, I, I if wish I got, you, if I got to come I out and get you, you sold, would come to my house. Bring your me? over here if you want to. Listen, I will come there to sell you if you're not going to come out to the auction. Come on to my house. You bad. Come on to my house. Okay, I tell you, and you know what? I need you to do this. You need to start saying yes, sir, and no, sir to me right now. Okay? Kiss I need my, to get you in the, in the frame of mind of, of being a slave for the day. Okay? I didn't hear what you said. Kiss my black I'm coming to your house tomorrow, and I'm going to sell you in front of your house if you don't come down to the auction tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. You better not bring your to my house. You better not. Do you understand me? I don't march for civil rights. I don't have time for no like that. you. I understand, but right now we're trying to raise some money for black history, and we need to sell you tomorrow morning. You're not going to sell me you're not going to sell me. You and don't call my house no more. Do you understand? Do not call. I understand exactly what you're saying. Can I tell you something else? Who else going to be sold tomorrow? Hell no. Don't tell me. I, I got one more thing I do need to tell you. What is it? This is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your sister. My sister? <laughs> my sister. <laughs> I can't believe that. Uh-uh. I'm going to get her. I can't believe she done did this. Miss Glenda, you all right? I'm all right. This is some crazy. I can't believe this. I'm going to whoop her. I'm going to whoop her for this. 
It don't sound like you were going to get sold no way. <laughs> Hell no. You wasn't getting on this auction block, huh? No. No way. Because <laughs> Miss Leonard has been there. I've been at the sit-ins, the marches. I've done some of everything. Yes, ma'am. Well, I tell you what, Miss Glenn, if it wasn't for people like you, we probably wouldn't be where we are today. That's so right. We, we, we show thank you. We show thank you. I just wanted to play a joke on you. Did I get you? Yes, you did. <laughs> you sure did. All right. I got, one more, I got one more thing to ask you. What is? What is the baddest, and I mean the baddest, radio show in the land? The Steve Harvey Morning Show with that ictus <laughs> nephew Tommy. We love you, Miss Glenda. Okay, love you too. <laughs> <laughs> Sister Odell, did you like it? Boy! <laughs> <laughs> I laugh. Oh, you good. You is good, Tommy. You good. You is good. You is good. You is good. You know, it's amazing how God uses people. <laughs> <laughs> Sister Odell, coming up at the top of the hour, we'll have some entertainment Rudy. and national news for you right after this. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. In today's entertainment news, actor Jesse Smollett was in a Chicago courtroom yesterday to answer for more charges related to the hate crime he allegedly staged against himself more than a year ago. He entered a not guilty plea for each of the six felony counts of disorderly conduct he's charged with. Jesse was released on a $20,000 bond. Judge James what? B. Lynn told him, yeah, $20,000 bond. Uh, Judge James B. Lynn told him, you need to come back to court and you're required to do so. Do you understand? Jesse nodded in response. He didn't speak, though. Uh, his attorneys are claiming double jeopardy. Experts say his case will likely uh, go to trial. If Smollett is convicted on the fresh charges, he could face up to three years in jail, community service, and a fine of up to uh, $25,000. He just, you know what? He's, I, I he's do not understand. Because mm-hmm. didn't he, wasn't he cleared? And it came back. Uh, by the uh, district attorney there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it, see, I don't know how they're this, doing this. But, like, I mean, Chicago, we got a lot of other problems. This one feels personal, though. Oh, they so mad at him. Yeah, they're real mad at him. Personal. The president himself mm-hmm. is real mad. He tweeted about it. He you got know. other stuff he need to be working yeah, on. He does. Hey, 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 exactly hey, right, hey, Tom. talking to somebody that's not that's not presidential. <laughs> so <laughs> what he should be doing is not going Yeah, happen. he's yeah, a dictator. He, he does whatever he wants to do. He yeah. don't do nothing but tweet. Yeah. No, this dude, this, this dude do what he wants to do. the judges to sit out of his cases. Yeah. Yes. But, I mean, for like you say, though, but for him to, to tweet about this particular case, but, you know, if you say something bad about him, he's going to get he you coming. back. For but sure. Man, yeah. But for the fact that they one judge dismissed the charges or whatever they did up there, and for him to be back in court and for him to be putting this much time in it, we have a lot of problems in Chicago. Jesse Smullett is not one of them. No. Now, I don't know what Jesse Angle is with his, you know, you know they claim a double jeopardy, which is you cannot be tried for the same, same crime, crime twice. Twice, that's right. Crime twice. But I don't, I don't know how they're going to get away with that But because they look like they got some new charges put out there. But, I mean, man, come on, Chicago. We got other things to do. I know a lot of people mad at him and, you know. The manpower and the time that was wasted for the investigation. Yeah, it, it, it do seem weak, yeah. you know. 
Yeah, so it don't really look like it was no people jumping on him. Well, he did make he made history though. He did make black history. Truth be told, Steve. You know, I, I you know the two Africans with the mega hats on. That they were there too. Yeah. Huh? Mm-hmm. They were there. They went to court too. They oh, were, they was there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. I mean, they didn't have anything to do with this, but they just showed up. Yeah. They didn't have nothing to do with it. Nothing, nothing to do with Jussie's ch- fresh charges right now. Okay, they have to so deal with their own for? stuff. Yeah. Exactly. That's what everybody was saying. What? Why did they, they go? What they yeah. for? Yeah. Oh, see, man, y'all do. The saga continues. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. it ain't over now. All right. I missed, I missed a date one time, and I told a girl that I had blacked out in my That's car. That's a date. Uh, that's a yeah, date. I know. That ain't... Trying to, just trying to help, help Jesse. Just trying to help Jesse. You know, that's all. It's not the same. It's not the same. I do understand it, creating a lie. I don't know why you went out there and got that rope, though. Oh, Lord. The hell was the rope about? Oh, right. That was a thin rope. He didn't go to Home Depot or nothing. I don't know where he went. Oh. All right, listen. It it's time to get caught up on today's headline, Steve, please. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Ann Tripp. Uh, thank you very much, and good morning, everyone out there. Seven of the ten remaining Democratic presidential can- to contenders faced off against each other last night in South Carolina. Unlike Iowa and New Hampshire, South Carolina's population is much more diverse, much more closely resembling much of the rest of the country. So each candidate introduced themselves to the country they hope to lead. Okay, South Carolina's primary is being held on Saturday. Last night's matchup was the last Democratic debate before March 3rd, or so-called Super Tuesday. That's when 15 states and territories make their primary choices. Ex-Hollywood kingmaker Harvey Weinstein has now spent another night in the hospital. Weinstein complained of chest pains uh, right after he was convicted of two sexually related charges in Manhattan. He faces some 29 years in prison when he's sentenced, but his lawyer, Arthur Idala, says Weinstein's innocent and they're going to appeal. It's very certain that everything that took place was consensual, that he, ne- that he didn't have to force anyone, he never did force anyone, it's not in his makeup to force anyone. And that's why they say they're appealing. The mostly Republican-appointed Supreme Court, get this, ruled that families of Mexican citizens who were shot by Border Patrol uh, police on the Mexican territory have no constitutional right to sue those agents in U.S. courts for damages. The high court ruling came in a case of a Mexican teenager who was shot to death along the U.S.-Mexico border about 10 years ago. A 15-year-old was with some friends in the area between El Paso, Texas, and Juarez, Mexico, when a Border Patrol agent claims he was throwing rocks at him, so he shot the teenager in the head, killing him, even though the agent's story was disputed by video footage. The justices ruled nevertheless five to four along ideological lines in favor of the agent's version of events. A spokesman for the U.S. Centers for Disease Control says it's not a question of if but when the coronavirus overwhelms the U.S., Fears over the long-term impact that coronavirus may have on economies all over the world turned into a pandemic, sent U.S. stocks diving again yesterday for the second straight day. Today's National Do Not Utter a Word Day. But you don't have to say a word. Now back to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. In trending political news last night was the 10th presidential candidate uh, 
Democratic debate in Charleston, South Carolina. It was hosted by CBS and moderated by Nora O'Donnell and Gail King. The six candidates on stage, Joe Biden, Mike Bloomberg, Pete Buttigieg, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, Amy Klobuchar, and billionaire uh, Tom Steyer. But first, Steve, we got to talk about Bloomberg's latest commercial. So, so in this commercial, Bloomberg visits Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, Greenwood, you know, the Black Wall Black Street. Wall Street. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bloomberg said he knows his story would have been different if he had been black. Oh, I've seen this no, one. No. Yeah. It would have been the same as ours. <laughs> Bloomberg is talking about the bias that have kept African Americans from gaining wealth. His opponent, Joe Biden, said that Bloomberg's money, over $60 billion, can buy you a lot of advertising, but it can't erase your record. Uh, other Democratic opponents said Bloomberg can buy a lot of TV spots, but he can't debate. <laughs> oh, man. You think he over-blackening it? You think he over-blackening it? Uh, can I tell I mean, you something? Legitimate though? question, Tommy. Well, can I tell you something? Go ahead. Yeah. All of these older white men, Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden, Trump, Bloomberg, Styers, all of them, somewhere in their life, have made derogatory comments about a group of minorities. Oh, yeah. All of them. Mm-hmm. They are all on tape somewhere. It is. It is. It is just the truth. They can go back and get Joe Biden for the passing that bill that incarcerated all them black people. Uh Bernie Sanders signed off on that bill. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Donald Trump supported Stop and Frisk, gave several speeches about it. Donald Trump took out a full-page ad to convict them five innocent black Central Park Mm -hmm. dudes. Mm -hmm. Uh, This dude started to Stop and Frisk Bloomberg. Uh Every old white man has something <laughs> that you can dig up on him that he said. That is the culture they are from. All we are left with here is the lesser yeah. of evils that you have to pick That's from. All we got. And I'm sorry, man. That's my opinion of it. And so I will be voting based on that. And right now, right now, because he can't debate, don't make Bloomberg. him not a good candidate. Mm-mm. Bloomberg has great commercials, though. I will give him that. <laughs> got a lot of does. black people in him. I tell you that. Yes. But he got yes. he yes. has That's a convenient. plan yeah. to put seventy billion, I believe. Yeah, you said that. Yeah. Into African American mm-hmm. cases mm-hmm. and uh, situations. Ain't nobody mm-hmm. else said that on mm-hmm. that whole stage. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, coming up at thirty-four minutes after the hour, boxer Deontay Wilder says it was his forty-pound suit. That is the reason he lost the fight to Tyson Fury. Oh, Steve, right you were this, there. That's right we'll up talk there with about this Jesse Smollett thing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it right after this. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, according to Yahoo News, Deontay Wilder wanted to make his ring walk prior to his fight with Tyson Fury. He wanted to make it special, so he wore this 40-pound costume as a tribute to Black History Month. Oh, I didn't know that. But uh, Deontay said the costume was too heavy, and that was the reason he didn't have his legs under him in uh, his seventh-round TKO loss to Fury. Uh, Deontay Steve went on to say that he will go to Africa at the end of March on vacation. <laughs> yeah, that's a good ass for And when he returns, uh, Deontay will announce his rematch for a third fight with the heavyweight champ Tyson Fury. All right, Deontay. A couple of things. Uh, okay, go ahead. First of all, 
uh, Tyson has to agree to the rematch right away. That has to happen, mm-hmm. I think. But I don't see where they can make as much money, either one of them fighting anybody else. So I don't see why they wouldn't do that. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Next. Um, <laughs> Come on. It's a lot uh, to unpack. Okay, right first here. of all, Africa. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll meet you over there. Okay. <laughs> I like I'm, I'm like going to take you around. But I uh-huh. want you all to understand Africans is just black people with African in front of their name instead of, and you stop there. You know, it's just Africans. It's not African Americans. Mm-hmm. The African in them makes them the same as us. So they're going to ask your ass something about this damn vest. Mm. They're going to ask about the costume. Yeah. Thirdly, okay. Tyson Fury got carried into the ring. He mm. didn't use his legs. Yeah. He had six white women rolling him in. You got carried out. Mm-hmm. He got carried out. You know, mm-hmm. they, they wasn't on their shoulders. That whole thing was they on was wheels. Rolled, yeah. yeah, them women ain't carrying him. I, I figured Because they look way too comfortable. Yeah, no struggle at all. Yeah, they 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 sexy was alive and well. It was now. So he got rolled into the stage. Dante decided to put a forty pound mask and shoulder pads on. Beautiful. I love the intro. I thought it was outstanding. It was. I love going down the hallway with them pictures of Black History Month. I said, that's dope. I didn't. You know, I don't care nothing about costumes. I just want to see the fight. Tyson came in with a hole cut in a tile on his ass. Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Tyson came in there with a hole in a tile cut around his ass. Take this tile off, and I start whooping his ass. <laughs> <laughs> so I felt bad that he said he didn't have legs because of a 40-pound costume. Mm-hmm. I felt bad for that because... I have a 40-pound weight vest. Uh-huh. And I've walked up the steps in it. You know, I have a lot of steps in my house, and sometimes for exercise, mm-hmm. I put the weight vest on and walk up and down the steps. Mm-hmm. Or oh, I be winded as hell. Uh-huh. But I'm not 32 years old. You ain't finna fight nobody. And got, got the <laughs> body that Dante Wilder got. Right. I'm not a professional fighter. I be winded as hell. And I could probably get my ass whooped right after the first walk up the steps. <laughs> but I'm not a professional fighter. Right. I You cannot use that as an excuse. I think what took your legs was them punches in the head the first two rounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. When you got your ear busted. Yeah. 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 And uh, I was at the fight, man. I, Can he hear? Uh, Deontay also said, Steve, that he's upset with his uh, assistant trainer, Mark Breland, for throwing in the towel to stop the fight. He also suggested that Breland will no longer be a part of the team on fight night. He said he was displeased with the work of referee Kenny Bayless, who took a point from Fury in the fifth round and went out of his way to congratulate Tyson Fury on his performance. So he was mad. Okay, I have something to say when we come back. Okay. All right, coming up next, uh, the nephew with today's prank phone call, and uh, Steve has something to say, too. It's his show, and he's going to say it right after this. (laughs) Ain't nobody (laughs) arguing with that. (laughs) You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
All right, Steve, so you wanted to uh, comment on this. Let me tell you this again. We were talking about the fight earlier. Deontay said, Deontay Wilder said he was upset with his assistant trainer, Mark Breland, for throwing in the towel to stop the fight. He suggested that uh, Breland will no longer be a part of his team on fight night. He also said he was displeased with uh, referee Kenny Bayless's work. He took a point from Fury in the fifth round. And uh, he went out of his way to congratulate Tyson Fury on his performance. First of all, you was not in the best of shape to comment on this. I know the referee Bayless. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. dude is an outstanding ref. He admonished both of those fighters for using heads and for punching after the bell. I was there. I watched him do it. The referee had nothing to do with this fight. As far as taking a point from Tyson, what was he supposed to do? He took the point for continuously hitting after the bell and behind the head. Yeah, way behind the head. He told him that. Now, that that was a behind-the-head punch that knocked Dante down first. It is. You're right. That that was an illegal punch. But this is a fight, though. The rules of the fight when you go in the center of the ring is protect yourself at all times. On the break, on the clinch, because you don't know if a fighter going to hear what the ref's saying or not. Protect yourself at all times. We are not responsible for what's about having your ass up in here. As far as getting rid of Mark Breland, Mark Breland did the best thing for a person who cares about his fighter. What Dante Wilder needs to do is get rid of the other guy in the corner because he's not a good trainer. (laughs) He needs to go out and find Tony Atlas and get him to come out of retirement and train him. All right, uh, we got it. Well, uh, the nephew is here with today's prank phone call. What you got for us, Neff? I got quarterback sneak. Okay. Okay. Get Floyd's daddy. (laughs) (laughs) Quarterback sneak. Let's go, cat dog. Hello? May I speak to Candace? This is she. Hey, Candace, this is Tony. Are you Isaiah's mama? Excuse me? Are you Isaiah's mama? Yeah, I am. Why? Who are you? My name is Tony. I'm DeAndre's daddy. DeAndre, they played on um, this past season. They played on the football team. They played on the um, on the Seahawks together. Okay, okay, but like, why are you calling me? Okay, I'm calling you for a particular reason. Let me tell you what's going on. This this whole past football season, your son Isaiah, he was a starting quarterback, right? Yeah, he's a, yeah, he's a starting quarterback. He works real hard. Like that's. That's his position. Okay, let, let, let me let me go and say this. I already know that my son DeAndre is way better than your son Isaiah. I already know that. Excuse All right, now I ain't get to excuse you. No, I ain't no excuse me. I'm not gonna excuse myself about this. I've been waiting to get you on the phone so I can tell you exactly what's going on. Let me tell you something. That when the, when the season come back around, when they get ready to play again, I'm telling you right now, my son DeAndre gonna be starting. Please know that. Trust me, I, I swear to you, I know what you did for your son. Excuse me, sir. Be- Excuse me. You, you, who the f*** do you think you are calling me, telling me that your son is going to take my son's position on the team? How do you even have my number? I got, I got your number from a reliable source. One of the parents gave me your number. But what's like? What kind of mental problems you got calling my house, telling me about how your son is so? Your son is like not barely even on the team. He's not even starting. Okay, no, nah, my son ain't starting. Okay, but he gonna be starting next year. Okay, but I know what you did for your son to be starting. Trust me, I know what you did, Candace. I didn't do anything. My son earned his position. 
So, I mean, I don't, I don't really get what you're saying here. You're talking about talking some big game about your son taking my son's position. Like, first of all, I don't even know who you are. I don't know how you got my number. Like, these, these, these are kids. It's, not, it's really not that serious. Like, there are kids out there having a good time trying to play a game. It's like, I haven't seen you at a game. I don't know who, I, I, who the I don't know who the you think you are stepping up, being like, my son is going to take your son's position. Like, what kind of crazy are you? Okay, you're calling I, I, me out of nowhere. Out of the, you're calling me nowhere out of the f***ing clear blue. I'm just minding my business. My son is playing his game. Who the f*** are you and why are you calling me? Like, what the I, I ain't been to no games, but I'm going to be there ne on next season. I'll be there, okay? Okay, All right? I mean, you could try. You could try. You might not want to come because your son still ain't starting. Okay. Let me, let's go on and get to the reason why I call you. I already know why your son started. So let's go on and let's go on and be my real son about started? What? What? No, my son is starting because he earned his position. He's the best on the team. He can okay. throw. Like, you, you, your son you don't got no kind of arm. You, you saying that, Candace, but are you sure your son ain't starting because maybe you, maybe, you maybe you slept with Coach Bryant? What? Wait, excuse you? Like, did you, did, you, did you sleep with Coach Bryant so your son could get that position? Did you do that? Your mama slept with Coach Bryant with her dry <laughs> That's why your son ain't playing. Who the f*** do you think you are accusing me of sleeping with a Coach, hey, hey, I'm just, I'm just letting you know. I know what you did for your. You don't know. Sh you don't know. Sh you don't know. Sh okay, so, so, so you, you saying you ain't slept with Coach Bryant? That's what you saying. That, so, you know, so Isaiah starting because he just, cause, cause he, they, they just picked him to start. You are crazy. First of all, you're gonna have to talk to my husband because these accusations are ridiculous and out of control. Like, I don't know who the you think you are calling in the house accusing me of sleeping with the coach. My son earned his position on the team. He's like, what the, who the do you think you are? You are Trey Buggins. Who, who is your husband? Who is that? My husband is Curtis, who you don't know because you ain't never showed up for your own damn son. Okay, Curtis. Your your husband named Curtis. Okay, okay. So I, I I tell you what, I need to, I need to talk to Curtis. Dude. That's what I need to do. Oh, you're gonna more than talk to Curtis. You're gonna catch some f***ing hands from Curtis with that mouth. Okay, all good. So 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 let me answer this. Here. You sound like Curtis that drive trucks. That Curtis. I'm talking about Curtis, my husband, in my house. You don't know who we are because you ain't never showed up. You ain't nobody. Your kid is nobody. This whole phone call is bull and you need to crawl back into whatever the hole you came out of because I am not here for this. Curtis is a truck driver, right? Yeah, you lucky he ain't run your over yet. Oh, okay, okay. You talking about Curtis? Now, 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 can I tell you something else that I done found out about Curtis? Can I tell you that? I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I kind of don't want to hear anything that comes out of your mouth at this point. Okay, this is the last thing I'm going to say out of my mouth. Can I just tell you what I know about Curtis? You better make it quick. I'm going to make it quick. Curtis got me to play phone call you. This is nephew Tommy Candace from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your husband, Curtis. Are you kidding me? <laughs> we on the radio right now? <laughs> no, you're not on right now, but you're going to be on in the morning, though. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Like, my heart is racing right now. I have to jump through the phone and tear off your throat. Are you kidding me? My husband put you up to this? Oh, your husband got me to call you, baby. He said, your son is an amazing quarterback. I said, cool, we're going to do this. <laughs> Yo, you don't understand. My chest feels like a vice right now. I want to kick you in the throw. Oh, my God. 
All right, Ken, it's 2020. You got to tell me one thing. What's the baddest, and I mean the baddest, radio show in the land? Steve Harvey in the morning. Ooh. Oh, my God, I'm f***ing sweating, yo. <laughs> I don't think I've been cussed out like that in a long time. What? Just yesterday. Ah, this one topped up. This morning. Every time you do a prank. <laughs> <laughs> Be a slave? What are you uh, talking about? Hey, you know, I go from slave to quarterback. I move around, y'all. I move around. <laughs> You're versatile. I'm versatile. Versatile. I'll be at Tommy T's this Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Tommy T's in Pleasant, California. That is Oakland, baby, the Bay Area. The nephew is coming to town, laying in the cut. Is Dothan, Alabama on March 7th, Saturday night at the Dothan Civic Center. And then following week, it's Montgomery, Alabama, on the 14th, Montgomery Performing Arts Center. The nephew coming back to the gump at the Montgomery Performing Arts Center. Tickets available at all Ticketmaster outlets and at the box office. Come see me. Stupid on the way. Stupid on tour. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, thank you, nephew. Coming sure. up, Strawberry Letters subject. He's playing more than the organ. We'll get into it right after this. Ooh. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now for the strawberry letter, but wait a minute. Before we get to the letter today, we have a special guest coming up, Dr. Jackie Walters. You know her from Mary to Medicine. Mm. Well, Dr. Jackie Walters is the author now of her very first book. It's called The Queen V. She will be our special guest coming up at 46 minutes after the hour. Everything you need to know about sex, intimacy, and down there health care. Oh, that You don't want to miss it. All right. Right. That V. That V. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it is time now for the Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice in relationships, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter. We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here, right now. Wait buckle up. Hear this. Buckle up, Ooh. buckle up. Hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is. Strawberry Letter. All right, uh, thank you, nephew. Subject, he is playing more than the organ. Dear Stephen Shirley, my mother is 70 years old, but she is a new 70s woman. She's a size 8, and her skin is as smooth as can be, and she doesn't have one wrinkle or gray hair in sight. She's a well-known, respected member of our church, and she's active in church uh, ministries. My mother and I have always had a great mom and daughter relationship until recently. We have been having a lot of problems since my mother started dating the organist at our church, who is only 31 years old. He's two years younger than I am. She admitted that they're having, that they're dating, and that uh, she told me that they have the best mind-boggling sex ever. I was mortified, and I can't help but hate this guy now. It's so bad that when I'm in church, I can't get into the music during the service and enjoy it knowing that the main minister of music is doing my 70-year-old mama. I have told my mom that she's making a huge mistake and that this man is taking advantage of her. We have argued and argued, and now our relationship is on the rocks. I discussed this with my husband, and instead of 
Comforting me and understanding my pain, he took my mother's side and told me to mind my business. He thinks my mom has the right to date whoever she wants to. Then he accused me of being jealous of her young, handsome boyfriend. Every time I would bring it up, he would say I'm bothered by it because I'm a little jealous. I couldn't believe my husband would go there and be that petty. Now I'm at odds with him and my mom. Everything has just gone bad, and I don't know what to do. How can I make things right with my mom first, then with my husband? Please advise. Hmm. Well, uh, in order to make things right, I I just think you're going to have to go back to being, you know, to just being her daughter. You can't be her judge. You can't, you know... You can't be telling her what to do. You can't be acting like you're the mom. You know, somebody needs to, certainly, but you can't do it because she's not hearing it from you. She is 70 years old. There's nothing you can tell her right now. Stop arguing with her. You say you argue and argue with her. You're going to have to stop doing that. Um, You may never accept this situation, and I totally get that, but you can't let your mom know you you just can't let your mom know it. Uh, your opposition to her relationship is probably just you know driving her closer to the baby. Okay, you 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 to do sound baby. like All a, right, no. yeah to the baby. He's thirty one. <laughs> She's seventy. That's a baby to her. You you sound like a busybody. Uh, <laughs> I, I know you're upset, but but that's how you're coming off. Well, I do not agree with your husband at all that you're jealous. I don't think it's that. You're, you're looking out for your mom's best interest. She, why is she dating this 31-year-old? You think she's getting played? You think she's getting taken advantage of? Uh, you you got to let your mom live. You just got to let her live. Um, I, I don't know too many 31-year-olds that date 70-year-olds, so it may not last much longer. You don't know. Uh I, again, I just say you gotta let this one go. You gotta stay out of it. Uh, you gotta mind your business, like your mom says. That's one way to make it right with your mom and maybe with your husband too. Uh, stay out of it as much as it pains you. Let your mom do do her. Do you, boo, uh, Steve? Well, well, let's take this letter down. First of all, I want to say to the lady that I'm about to respond to. I hope you're not listening today. (laughs) I sure hope you're not. (laughs) Why, Steve? (laughs) Because I just got to tell the truth. Yeah. My mother is 70 years old, but she's a new 70s woman. She's a size 8, and her skin is smooth and and, and can be in, you ain't a wrinkle or gray hair in sight. Well, let's start with this statement. (laughs) She is a new 70s woman. Mm Ain't nothing 70 years old new. (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) Everything on her old. (laughs) It's been on this earth 70 years. Mm. It's old. It's been through some things. Now, she might be a size 8. Hard to find a size 24, 70 year old. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we just don't get that far. With that much weight on us. So she a size eight. Now, here's the statement you made. She's well known, respected member of our church, and she's active in church ministries. This one that got her ass in trouble. She is active in church ministries. One of the ministries is the music 
ministry. And guess what? Your mama active in that too. She ain't even in the choir. Your mama is too damn active. <laughs> Need to go sit her old ass down somewhere. <laughs> and I hope you're not listening because there's more where this came from. Woo, part two of Steve's response. Coming up at 23 minutes after the hour, subject he's playing more than the organ. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, come on. Let's recap today's strawberry letter. He's playing more than the organ. Mm. This is sad. Her mama, 70. She 33. She got to sit through this hill. Because her mama knew 70s woman with her old self. Ain't nothing new at 70, I told you that. <laughs> Ain't no wrinkles, no gray hair, nothing. That's die. Oh, you ain't got to have gray hair. That's die. <laughs> no. She's well-known, respected member of our church. She, she's active. Key word. Active <laughs> in church ministries. Yes, yeah, she is. A little bit too active for you, I see. You and your mother always had a great mom-daughter relationship until recently. Y'all been having a lot of problems since your mother started dating the organist at your church who's 31 years old, two years younger than me. Here we go. Your mama's 70. She done went back damn near 40 years. 40 years. 39 to be exact. Found somebody damn near 40 years younger than her. Admitted that they dating. And they got the best mind-boggling sex ever. Well, if you getting jumped on by a 31-year-old and you 70, 70, there's going to be some rejuvenation going on here. That's the mind-boggling part. It's so sad that when I'm in church, I can't get into the music and the service knowing that this man of music, minister of music, is doing my 70-year-old mama. I know you can't. Because we up here up there just banging on that organ. Oh, Steve. <laughs> no, he up there just banging on that organ. And you can't enjoy that because your mind's somewhere else. He up there just banging on that organ. You get it. <laughs> you got a damn attitude. <laughs> now, I told your mama, you told your mama she's making a huge mistake and this man is taking advantage of her. We didn't argue and argue. First of all, she's 70. I want you to tell you, I want you to tell, I want you to hear the role that your mother playing in this. She know that man 40 years younger, but she's feeding her ego right now. Your mama is feeding her ego. Girl, I can get somebody this young, want me? This is an ego move. This is like when an old-ass bald head man go out and buy a sports car. Mm-hmm. Leave his family and his wife and start dating a 22-year-old because he got money. This ain't finna last. And this mess that your mama in, this ain't finna last either. But if you would back up for a minute, it'll play itself out. Shirley's right. If you would just mind your own business, but it's hard because you know your mama getting played. But he getting played too, though. Now, he doing some egotistical stuff. Man, I got this old lady like me. I'm doing her. She respected in the church. She active in church ministries. He, now, he just, this a move for him. This all ego. That organ got him a lot of play, and he don't know how to walk away from nothing. So now, 
y'all in arguing. You then you went to your husband, and instead of comforting you and understanding your pain, he took your mother's side and told you to mind your business. He said your mama could date whoever she want to. Now this is stupid. The only reason he's saying this because it ain't his mama. He know good and hell well if this was his mom. Well, well, it couldn't be my mom. Because we wouldn't have no organ playing at the church. Because, see, I've been a stomp. I'd have made him make a fist and I'd have stomped both his hands. I broke all his fingers on his hand. My mama, dog, I'm not finna ask you to stop seeing her. I'm going to fix it where you can't see her no more. So the dude, he wrong for that because the shoe on the other foot, he'd act differently. So he should be a little bit more understanding of your pain. But then I think the two of you need to sit down and work through that. He tell you being jealous about a young boyfriend. Every time I would bring it up, he say, I'm bothered by it because you jealous. I can't believe my husband go there and be, be that petty. Now I'm at odds with him and my mama. Everything's going bad, I don't know what to do. How can I make things right with my mother first, then my husband? First of all, you make it right with your mama by what Shirley said, get out of it. This gonna play out. This ain't gonna last long. He don't want her. This boy, 31 years old. He probably want kids one day. Your mama's 70. He don't want her. Mm -hmm. This is a phase for both of them. He doing her cause he can. It's a power move for him. And it's an empowerment move for her because it's making her feel like, wow, somebody this young wants me. She just stroking her own damn e- ego because everybody 70 at her church is decrepit. Mm. Now, as soon as a nice 30-some-year-old come into the church and he look at her, he going to walk away from your mama. Let it play itself out. I know this is hard for you. Go to your husband. Tell your husband, hey, man, tell him, I don't want you to say Steve said, but damn, dog, if the shoe were on the other foot, how would you feel? Just ask him that. Just say, I just need your support on this a little bit. If this were your mother, what would you do? Because ain't no dude finna go over there and sit down. He gonna whoop his ass. All right, Steve. Good advice. Uh, post your comments on today's Strawberry Letter at Steve Harvey FM on Instagram and Facebook. Check out the Strawberry Letter podcast on demand, please. And coming up at 46 minutes after the hour, it's Health and Wellness Wednesday with our special guest. She's an OBGYN. She's an author. She's a reality TV star from Married to Medicine. Please, Dr. Jackie Walters will be our special guest right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Hey, look, everybody. As promised, we got a special guest today. She's been a practicing uh, OBGYN for over two decades. And uh, you've known her. She's got thousands of fans. It's Dr. Jackie from uh, Bravo's hit show, Married to Medicine. Now, although she has a full schedule with office visits, she delivers babies, Mm -hmm. doing the TV show, uh, Dr. Jackie has written her first book. And it's appropriately uh, titled Queen V. Take your time now. Thank you, Lord, for the Queen V. Yeah. Uh, The book is a guide to help women have a happy and healthy vagina. Yes. Mm. Okay. Let's find out more. (laughs) Please welcome to the show, Dr. Jackie Walters. Welcome. Good morning. Hey, good morning. First time on the show, right, Dr. Jackie? Yes, first time on the show, but I, I listen to it every day. Well, thank well, you thank so you. much, thank and welcome, welcome, welcome. We're happy to have you. And thank, thank you for you. this book, The Queen thank Bee. You. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
Yeah. So, okay, so let's just let's just kick it off right here. You cover everything women need to know about sex, about intimacy, about vaginal health care. Tell us more, like Steve said, about the book, please. So I've been practicing for years, and you know I would see patients, and everybody's afraid to talk about it. Nobody really wants to talk about feminine health or sexual health, and so much so that women whisper in the room, and I often remind them, nobody's in here but me, you, and God. Mm-hmm. And so they're really afraid to talk about their lady parts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's so much so we can't even say the word on TV and in certain places. So I wanted to empower women not only to speak about their feminine health, but also to protect the part of their body that should be treated like royalty. Oh, yes. Right. So, right. Yes. Yes. So hence the name. Yes. Queen uh-huh. V. Yeah. <laughs> when we were growing up, Dr. Jackie, uh, we couldn't say it either in our house. We had to call it pocketbook. OK, I'm Absolutely. just saying that's one of those words. Yeah. Stuff yeah. like that. So mm-hmm. which contributes to why so many of us are embarrassed. And I wanted mm-hmm. to educate and empower women that they don't have to be embarrassed about that really important part of their body. Yeah. Okay. You're, you're so right. And henceforth and forevermore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. All right. In the book, The Queen V, you answer questions about libido, about contraceptives, about fertility, other issues women are concerned about. I'm sure you get all kinds of questions, like you said, in your office. Yes. Well, Shirley, before yes. we do that, let's go to break and come back. Okay. All right. Before let's do, we that. do that. We'll have more with Dr. Jackie Walters in her brand new book, The Queen V, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Hey, we're back, everybody. Uh, as promised, our special guest today is a practicing uh, OBGYN for over two decades. Uh, she's Dr. Jackie from Bravo's hit show, Married to Medicine. Now, she has a book out, everybody, that we've been discussing this morning, and it's appropriately entitled Queen V. Mm-hmm. And it's a guide to help women have a happy and healthy vagina. Yeah. Let's find out more yeah. is what we've been doing. I want to just say on a personal note that I've dedicated a large part of my adult life to this very, for this book. Yeah. In the book, The Queen V, which is in stores now, you outline five distinct vaginal personalities. Mm-hmm. So let's go through them real quick, okay? They are the sanctified so snap. I'm we're going to keep them daytime. We're going to keep them daytime. Yes, so, we, you know, we ha- all the way. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. So we have, and, and when I talk about personalities, I'm not talking about a true personality. It's how you respond to feminine and sexual health. Okay. And so if I asked you a question, you would have the Virgin Mary, who's probably not going to talk much at all mm-hmm. about her feminine or sexual health at all. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we have a sanctified lady part. And she's the type who may whisper in the room, real religious about it, and, and doesn't really want to share much about it. Uh, no, I know her. Yeah, yeah, she, she, yeah she's kind-hearted and reserved, but yeah. she's not going to say too much. But and then Lord you have, have a, mercy, though. Yeah. Uh-huh, yes. Meet me and Mary, yeah. <laughs> and Mary Jane, she's your everyday girl. Hello. Probably say, right. Yes. She's going to probably say very, you know, well, dependent, classy, idealistic mm-hmm. when she talks about it. Mm-hmm. And then there's your notorious VAG. Been there, done that all yes. the time. Uh-huh. Mile yeah. high, rooftop, right. hotel, after dark uh-huh. in the park. <gasps> and uh, yeah, so these Car are running. the 
personalities that I use throughout the book to kind of talk about how each woman or each personality would respond to a different topic. Mm -hmm. Sanctified thing, the uh -huh. Virgin Mary thing, the Mary Jane thing, the, the C. Chondriac, and the notorious VAG. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, yes. Yes. And so I give a test in the book to see where you fall, but what you do realize that you may be a little bit of this and a whole mm -hmm. lot of that. Okay. Oh, yeah. I've seen mm -hmm. myself. Yeah. 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 Yes. Mm -hmm. And then crazy enough, your mm -hmm. personality may change based on the person you're hanging out with. Mm. And oh, so, really? yeah, yeah. If you change partners, you may become more of a notorious VAG. <laughs> you know, uh -huh. if you, you know, if you're hanging out with the Deacon Def Jam, hello, you might be more. <laughs> Come on here, girl. <laughs> you better listen to I'm, this I'm radio sorry, I'm show, sorry. Dr. Uh, Jackie. Uh, you better uh, listen. Uh, Hi. Go ahead, uh, Sister Jackie. I'm right <laughs> here. <laughs> You may be more of a sanctified snatch where you're afraid to, I mean, sanctified lady part, where you're more. Uh, you <laughs> said it right the first time, you showed me. <laughs> that you're less likely to talk about it out loud. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I, I do want to thank you for the book. We, ha we have to uh, get a little more serious now, though, Dr. Jackie. You're a two-time breast cancer survivor. Woohoo! Yes, yes, ma'am. Yes yes. yes, 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 yes. Wow. All praises to God. Mm -hmm. uh, and you talk a lot about your journey to healing and self-empowerment in the Queen V. How important uh, is your diet for vaginal and breast health? Super important because mm -hmm. there are things that you can eat again, eat surely, and you mm -hmm. will notice them again. Uh, for example, there are certain women who don't break down certain oils in fish. And so okay. if you have a nice fish sandwich, you may notice it again when you go to the bathroom. Okay. okay. And so I gave some tips hmm. on things you could eat that would make the queen be very happy. You know, pineapples, sunflower seeds, mm. strawberries. And these are Fruit. things that keep the queen very fresh. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Fresh, yeah. Fresh so, fruit. you know. Wow. Stop. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. In the serious part of the show, fool. I, I know. Yeah. Why are you all talking? Talking right now. It's about the Queen V, right? Yes. yes. It is. <laughs> hey, hold on, Dr. Jackie. Hold on for a second. We'll be right back, everybody, with more from uh, Dr. Jackie Walters. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. We're back with Dr. Jackie Walters. And this has been very enlightening uh, on the serious note, too, Dr. Walters. Very enlightening. Um, I, I, I love this book. You talk a lot about, um, you know, unprotected sex, having unprotected sex. Sex. You talk about sexually transmitted uh, infections and diseases. I mean, this book, you have it all in here. You have yeah. uh, about, um, you know, menstruation. You have everything there is to have uh, about the Queen V in this book. So, I'm encouraging all women to pick mm -hmm. this book up. I, I really am. Uh, you talk about things like cysts and skin tags, everything. So yeah. so please pick it, pick it up and educate yourself. <laughs> all right. So, Dr. Jackie, before you go, you have to tell us, what is a designer vagina? What is that? I can what do you mean? They, I the said Dr. Jackie. In all shapes and sizes. Yeah. And mm -hmm. what I want women to know that there is no perfect lady part and you're not abnormal because you don't look like this person or like that person mm -hmm. but you know there are all types of procedures out there now that we can 
do to rejuvenate and revitalize. You know, we can do the J show. What is that, uh, Miss J? It's, it's very much like having a Dr. facial Jackie. where we change the pigment if you need it to exfoliate, moisturize so that the queen is happy. Oh. Yeah. Dr. Jack, yes. we love you so much and yes, we thank you so you. much. The book can be found where? At Barnes & Noble. Mm-hmm. You can go to Amazon and get the book. If you go to The Real Dr. Jackie, click on an Instagram, it'll take you right there. Thank you so much. Yes, we appreciate thank you. you. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. In today's entertainment news, actor Jesse Smollett was in a Chicago courtroom yesterday to answer for more charges related to the hate crime he allegedly staged against himself more than a year ago. He entered a not guilty plea for each of the six felony counts of disorderly conduct he's charged with. Jesse was released on a $20,000 bond. Judge James what? B. Lynn told him, yeah, $20,000 bond. Uh, Judge James B. Lynn told him, you need to come back to court and you're required to do so. Do you understand? Jesse nodded in response. He didn't speak, though. Uh, his attorneys are claiming double jeopardy. Experts say his case will likely uh, go to trial. If Smollett is convicted on the fresh charges, he could face up to three years in jail, community service, and a fine of up to uh, $25,000. He just, you know what? He's, I, I he's do not understand. Because mm-hmm. didn't he, wasn't he cleared? Then he came back. Uh, by the uh, district attorney there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, see, I don't know how they're this, doing this, but like, I mean, Chicago, we got a lot of other problems. This one feels personal, though. Oh, they so mad at him. Yeah, yeah. they're real mad at personal. him. The president himself mm-hmm. is real mad. He tweeted about it. He you got know. other stuff he need to be working on. Yeah, he does. Hey, 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 exactly hey, right, hey, You're talking to somebody that's not, that's not <laughs> presidential, so <laughs> what he should be doing is not going Yeah, happen. he's yeah, a dictator. He, he does whatever he wants to do. He doesn't yeah. do nothing but tweet. Yeah. No, this dude, this, this dude do what he wants to do. to sit out of his cases. Yeah. Yes. But I mean, for like you say, though, but for him to, to tweet about this particular case, but, you know, if you say something bad about him, he's going to get he you coming. back. For but sure. Man, but for the fact that they, one judge dismissed the charges or whatever they did up there, and for him to be back in court, and for him to be putting this much time in it, we have a lot of problems in Chicago. Jesse Smullett is not one of them. No. Now, I don't know what Jesse Angle is with his, you know, you know they claim a double jeopardy, which is you cannot be tried for the same, same crime, crime twice. Twice, that's right. Crime twice. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't know how they're going to get away with that, but because they look like they got some new charges put out there. But I mean, man, come on, Chicago. We got other things to do. I know a lot of people mad at him and, you know. The manpower and the time that was wasted for the investigation. Yeah, it do seem weak, you know. Yeah, so it don't really look like it was no people jumping on him. Well, he did make he made history though. He did make black history. Truth be told, Steve. You know, I I, you know the two Africans with the mega hats on. They were there too. Huh? Mm -hmm. They were there. They went to court too. Oh, they was there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they didn't have anything to do with this, but they just showed up. Yeah. Coming up, our last break of the day and some closing remarks from the one and only Steve Harvey at 49 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
All right, Steve, here we are, last break of the day. It's the last break of the day. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> it's been a good day today. Wow. A uh, lot of things going on in the news, too. We want to say thanks uh, yet again, once again, to Dr. Jackie Walter. She was our special guest earlier. She wrote the book, The Queen V. It yes. is in stores now yeah. on Amazon. Please pick it up. I'm going to buy mine in person. <laughs> yes. What does that mean? See me picking mine up. <laughs> oh, he wants to know. He want to know. <laughs> it's a great book, yeah. But uh, come on, Steve, I know you have some words of wisdom for us in your closing remarks. You know, um, I was reading something the other day that uh, really kind of struck a a chord in me. And I want to share it with you. Uh, You know, it's the way that I, uh, uh, the little jewels that I run across every now and then that kind of help me along the way. I think that we're all in this world trying to be successful and trying to be happy. I think those are the two major components that drives us. It's the reason we go to work every day. It's the reason we get married. It's the reason we sit down and counsel our children. It's the reason we go to church. It's the reason we we have a conscience. It's the reason we try to do better. It's the reason we try to improve ourselves. Everything is the reason we get educated. It's everything. We're trying to become happier and more successful. Those are the two things. So every now and then, man, something comes along that I see that kind of inspires me. I want to talk to you about one of them today. Somebody sent me something today. They didn't send it. I found I have a motivational section in my photo album. I keep in all my photo albums every now and then when I run across an inspirational phrase or or inspirational picture or meme or scripture or something from a daily devotional or something from a book like Strong and Courageous, I take a picture of it, and then I put it, when it goes in my photos, I put it in a, make a, a section called Motivation. And every now and then, man, I just go through my motivational photo album just to, you know, keep myself encouraged sometimes. And today I was going through it, and this is what I read. It said, it's not the load that breaks you down, It's the way you carry it. It's not the load that breaks you down. It's the way you carry it. And this resonates with me. That's why I took a picture of it. Because it's it's so meaningful to me as I learned how the Lord's Prayer was really set up. Now, look, I'm not an expert at analyzing the Bible by any stretch of the imagination. Please, no, I'm not. But there are things that strike a chord in me for certain reasons. And one of the ways that this struck a chord with me, again, is not the load that breaks you down. It's the way you carry it. It's because the Lord's Prayer says, give us this day our daily bread. I was reading somewhere that explained the Lord's Prayer to me. And what really struck the chord in me was the best way to live your life is by asking God just what the Lord's Prayer states to give us this day our daily bread. See, we are only built to handle life in 24-hour increments. The past, we can't do anything about. It's history. 
it's gone. It's a wash. You don't get do-overs. And then the future is unknown. You can make plans. You can have dreams and aspirations for the future and goals. But you're not supposed to worry or concern yourself with the future to the point that it worries you. Because you can worry yourself into high blood pressure. You can worry yourself into sickness. You can worry yourself into a heart attack. Uh, you, your body can fail a lot of ways because of the way you're carrying the load. It's not the load that breaks you down. It's the way you carry it. So instead of trying to handle everything yourself, there is a weapon available to everybody called prayer. There is a communication with your creator that will lessen the load. You don't have to take all of this on yourself. You're worrying about something. I can't tell you how many times I've said, when I get to this meeting next week, I'm going to say this, I'm going to say that, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say that. And if they say this, then I'll say that. And if they say that, then I'm going to say this. And then I get to the meeting and don't none of that get said. Not a single word of it. And I done sat up here and worried myself about something in the future when I could have easily said, God, go with me today. Give us this day our daily bread. Show me what to say today. Make you make your thoughts my thoughts. Temper my words. Help me be anxious for nothing. Allow me to be patient and hear and say the things you want me to hear and say. That's how you carry the load. That's how you get better at it. You don't sit up in here and worry yourself to death about the future and over-concern yourself about the past. Man, let some of that stuff go. The, the past belongs to history. The future belongs to God. The gift that God gave you is right now. That's why they call it the present. That's his gift to you is the present. Give us this day our daily bread. It's not the load that breaks you down. It's the way you carry it. Stop carrying unnecessary weight when you are not equipped for it in the first place. Those are my closing remarks. Yo, right. have a great day and have a wonderful weekend. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 